The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. We welcome back a wonderful guest that we had back in our very first season. Back then, she was known for her viral video where she had walked into a grocery store in a full latex catsuit, gloves, boots, and gas mask, to an audience that didn't realize just how much the world was about to change. Her world has changed a lot to the point where now she wants to educate you on how to live your best shiny self from the inside out. Vicky DeVica is a semi-retired fetish performer and model turned sex educator, coach, and healer. She helps fellow kinksters, fetishists, and content creators break free from negative patterns and conditioning so that they can fully enjoy the lifestyle. Vicky DeVica on what women and other wonderful humans want. questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character behind the human. It's the first five, and it starts now. First time you realized that something had to change in your life. The first time that I realized that something had to change in my life. It must have been 16, 17 years old <laughs> when I realized that something was wrong with the world. It may seem strange, but I got, um, I had a car, new car, and you know, I just had my, my driver's license and I got stranded somewhere. The car wasn't, wasn't, just wasn't going anywhere. And I was, I was a teen. I was like a kid essentially with a car stuck with the, no one who would dare helping me and I was in this this state of mind of like what the heck is going on with the world and why is nobody interested in 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 helping and why am I alone why am I you know and that that's kind of when I realized that something out there was missing and I I, I realized that I I needed to conduct some 
changes on myself because then I realized that uh, it was being mirrored in the world around me. So that's a long time ago. A recent time when you realized you had to make a change in your life. Well, I would say summer 2022. Um, and in fact, the idea that I needed to make some change had been present uh, for for a few years already, because I felt like something was definitely not uh, up to my liking. I was I felt like I was not living up to my full potential and that I was selling myself short, essentially, and that what I was doing was great, was 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 amazing and fantastic and people liked it. But I thought to myself that I could do so much more and I could could just do better. And that thought had been present, but not so much as uh, in yeah summer 2022 when I essentially hit rock bottom and and then realized that I, I had nowhere to run, nowhere to go. There was no more continuing down that path. There was that was the end of the road. It was either you know go back and and find another road or or just that's it there's no more road so that's fairly recent where did you take the first step out of that the first step for me involved um well i i was quite conscious and aware that i needed to, that i needed to work on myself and that i that i was not going to go and and change the world out there without changing something about myself and the first step for me involved diet like feeding myself properly feeding my body properly and essentially repairing my relationship with food um a, a lot of it was about relationship repair right Re repairing the relationship with myself repairing the relationship with my partner nikki uh and then re repairing the relationship with my parents who are unfortunately are no longer alive mm -hmm. but you, even though they're no longer in this world, there is still remnants of relationships and these relationships can still be repaired. So relationship with food, relationship with the parents, relationship with my partner, relationship with myself, obviously, that's 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 the ultimate one. And lastly, relationship with the divine, relationship with God. Um, so all these individual relationships, that to me was the, the core of uh, where I started. And from there, everything happened so fast, like really fast. When was your first inkling that you were going to start teaching what you've learned and sharing it with the world? Many, many, many years ago. But obviously, um, it, it ties in with what I said earlier about feeling like I was not living up to my full potential. And obviously, because I was not happy, I was not in a position to teach anything and to help anyone. So it's this catch-22. If you're like, if you're not feeling good about yourself or you're not feeling good about where you are or feeling good about your results, you're not in a position to, to, to lecture anyone or to go and teach anyone or to help anyone, really. Um, so I, I knew that this first needed to change. And I knew it was key that by changing myself, I would put myself in a position where all of a sudden I would be able to help and make a difference in people's lives. And I knew that once I had made enough changes and I felt good about myself, about my relationships, about about who I was and where I was, then that was going to be the, the 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 next natural step. Essentially, would be to to help because there comes a point where um, 
we realize when we heal ourselves and we get in touch with ourselves, there comes a point where we realize it's it's not just about ourselves and, and it's about helping other people. That's really the ultimate meaning, the ultimate uh, embodiment, really, when you think about it. Um, it doesn't seem very obvious when we're caught up in, in negative patterns and essentially uh, unhappy, unfulfilled. But when we start to really step into ourselves, then, yeah, the natural thing is to go and, and want to help others. So that was there in the back of my mind this whole time. And I knew it was sort of like it was not the destination, but it was going to be it was going to be uh, definitely uh, an important milestone. And I waited I waited to know in my heart of hearts to really feel confident and know, OK, this is it. I'm I'm in the right place. I'm feeling resilient enough and I'll, I can step into it and, and do it. So it had been present for a long time and I was just waiting for the right moment. First time you put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard to start your book, oh, what yeah. did it feel like? I was terrified, obviously. It's a mix of excitement, and it's this is still ongoing. This is every day is a is a mix of excitement, a mix of uh, of fear, and I'm not gonna lie, this is a tremendous fear, doubt. It's still there, and anybody who tells you that oh they're fearless, they 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 don't feel any of that, it's one of two things. It's either that they're disconnected from their emotions and they're ignoring the fact that the fear is there, or they're not doing enough. They're not challenging themselves because when we put ourselves in a situation where we are uh, pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. Fear, uncertainty, doubt, these are natural emotions that will arise. And then courage, obviously, is the way to, to get beyond that. Um, oftentimes, you know, people, we, th we tend to think that courage is the absence of fear, but it's not. It's, it's the mastery of fear. If, if, there is no, if there's no fear, there's no need for courage. So to be courageous means that fear is present, it is acknowledged, and it is vanquished or it is, you know, put aside, then we, we still do it despite the fears. So there is a certain amount of fear. And the more I, I go and the more I do it, obviously, the more ease I am with that. So there's a lot less fear. And then it, it turns into excitement and, and obviously elation at one point when I start seeing the results and I start to see the changes in the people around me and and the work I do and I then those are the rewards so uh it's always a big mix of emotions but when I first first started yeah a lot of it was just excitement apprehension and uh yeah a bit of fear and, and all that all that stuff a huge mix of emotions we have set the table for an amazing discussion with Vicky Davika, one of my all-time favorites and will definitely become one of your all-time favorites, not for what she's done in the past, but what she's doing now. We're going to learn how to thrive and grow when we return on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. We do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks, Catsuit. Now let's hear from some of Catsuit's friends with some messages for you. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? 
Or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, <laughs> uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious, a BDSM activity book for beginners written by Princessa Natasha Strange, and that's me, <laughs> is available on Amazon. Go get it now. Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur of the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at www.podcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There Catsuit. And now back to what women and other wonderful humans want, presented by Dating Kinky. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program. I am honored to be joined by Vicki DeVica, who I discovered, as so many did, walking through a grocery store with a full latex catsuit, boots, gloves, gas mask, and just doing your everyday grocery shopping on the internet. Does that seem like it was just so far away? It seems like it was so far away. And yet it, it was such an, um, such a determined, like such an important moment in my life, in my, in my recent career um, that it, it still feels very uh, like it was yesterday and yet it feels like it was years ago. Um, it feels like it was timeless essentially because in a way it was it it so many things came together in that in that moment. Uh, synchronicity, you know the the, the time uh, March 2020 obviously was we know what what happened March 2020, right? Mm -hmm. It was the beginning of COVID, this huge uncertainty in the world because, 
we had no idea how this was going to go. No, and anyone who, who tells tells us, "Oh, I knew what was going to happen." Absolutely not. We had absolutely no idea what was going to what was going to unfold. I had been watching these these things for for actually for months. I was aware of the upcoming lockdowns and all that for since January. So it didn't come as a surprise. But um, that that moment was such a defining um moment for, I mean for all of us for humanity and then just just the way that this happened it was it was just meant to be a joke right because that's kind of what it was it was just like oh you know we 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 were wearing masks and we weren't too sure if if COVID was a really serious thing or not or are we gonna die if we catch this thing and we, we would see videos of people collapsing in the streets in China and stuff like that all this disinformation that was going around we had no idea with really what we were dealing with so better safe than sorry let's mask up let's let's protect ourselves fully and I had been already doing quite quite a bit of latex and public videos and stuff like that for for several months so it just like I just put one and one, one and one, one and one together, and, and it was just easy. Let's do this. Let's go grocery shopping. We need to go grocery shopping. So let's get dressed. Let's do this. Take some videos and and have some fun, just as a joke. And so we did that, and it turns out that there was a photo that was taken of me, which we didn't take. I didn't take that. My partner didn't take that photo. It was a photo taken by a third party, which happened to be a friend of a friend on FetLife who reached out to me on Facebook saying, hey, this is you. Look, I'm a friend of so-and-so. I just took a picture of you. And and she tagged me and put that on Facebook. And that went viral. That's the photo, the one where I kind of look up, like I look like like a, essentially like a deer in the headlights, you know, <laughs> like that, that photo, that, that the iconic one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, the photo that ended up going absolutely crazy, absolutely bonkers. Uh, first page of Reddit. Uh, it was on the Ellen show in the US. It was uh, everywhere on TV in Germany and, and so many other countries um, retweeted and reposted and memes were made out of this. And so for weeks afterwards, it was the storm of attention and this shitstorm, really, if I can say, of of. First, you know, I thought it was cool. And then it, it kind of became like this sort of like, what did I do? This kind of like unwanted attention, bringing so much attention on the idea of kink and and fetishism and all that, which I felt was just not useful at the time. But I was sort of like caught in between the rock and a hard place, not wanting to admit that, hey, this is going too far. Because on one hand, it's it's kind of nice to get acknowledgement together or when your work is seen and people people enjoy it, that's great. And on the other hand, it's getting this this unwanted attention from places where, where really I, I didn't really want to get the attention from. So uh, it was an interesting duality there. Do you have any idea that that moment may have done for latex rubber and rubber cats or latex cat suits and the like what 50 shades of gray had done for kink exactly that's i was quite aware of that and i'm not i was still wasn't sure that this is something that i was in agreement with in a way i mean uh, in agreement it's not like my my desire to agree with or or disagree with has any importance really 
But when we, and I, I'm well aware that as an artist, as a content creator, when we do something and it's out there, then we no longer control the outcome. But I can't say for sure that, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey has been a a beacon of light for the... Oh, I understand that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's never all good. It's never all bad. It's always a mix of things. And so on one hand... It's great to talk about kink. It's great to have BDSM sort of like made to be a more acceptable thing. And at the same time, it's not so great that it's being rendered more sterile and more uh, kind of boring and, and simplified for, for normies, if I can call it that. I don't want to sound like, you know, elitist or anything like that. But the fact that it's it's just numbed down for the masses, we're talking about like Fifty Shades of Grey mm-hmm. here, you know. I, I personally have didn't read the thing. I don't feel uh, neither have I. I haven't seen any of the movies oh, yeah. either. <laughs> and I'm sure there's some validity to it. Um, but there, there are I've, I've seen other works in the. Uh, I, am, I wish I remembered that series. It was on Netflix, and it was this Dom who you maybe you're aware of it. It was this like this show that ran on Netflix and bonding. What was it? Was it bonding? I think it was. It the was like, first season I, was okay. But the second season made sense. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's bonding. That's, that's got to be it. So I thought that was a really interesting approach and it was more authentic, right? And it, it and you could tell that they did the research, especially in the second season. And you could tell that this was going somewhere. So I'm not opposed to the idea of obviously our, our interests and kink and all that stuff going into the mainstream. That's not what I'm saying, but when it's rendered sterile and when it's rendered into something that is essentially numbed down and and watered down for the masses, then I could see I could see why it's appealing. But I also don't think that it's useful for those of us who truly live the lifestyle and those of us who really we don't need that kind of exposure. So that's how I feel feel about mm-hmm. the 50 shades of gray and if we make the comparison with what i did and i feel the same way in a way i i have seen the, the i know some people don't like that word but the desecration of it the, the the of the aesthetic and we've seen it you know very recently what's this guy uh with the like the latex pants that looked like a like a is this like are I you think talking it, about sam smith yes exactly hmm. you know this like this this kind of really strange kind of like latex outfit that is just weird shape and all that and and we've seen just more and more of this like adoption of of the aesthetic in into the mainstream and kind of being being made into something that's almost like the laughing stock of of mm. it and and i know that my involvement in this the stunt and going into grocery shopping and all that certainly didn't help to to put this whole thing into like a more serious light quite quite the opposite i felt like a bit like a like a glorified clown very shiny glorified clown at one point you know but vicky i i think that the beauty of your i'm not going to call it courage but the beauty of your openness just going out there and allowing it to feel free and beautiful I, I agree. And that was the intent. That was the, that was the, honestly, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it again. And the only thing I would change is I would drop the collar. I mm. had like, I had this, uh, this collar, um, obviously, which and I'm, I'm not even a sub or a dom or any of that. It's just part of the aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. 
uh, I just find it, it it completes the outfit and it's nice and all that. And it also keeps the hood in place and it keeps it tight. And and that's the one thing like of all the things, if I could, and I know it's just a detail, but it's the one thing that takes it from the realm of just being a sort of like a superhero outfit kind of thing. And all of a sudden just add that little extra little prop and it, it shifts into a, a more kinky BDSM context. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's funny how like some small little detail like that will completely change the uh, the context of it. Interesting. It's like uh, to to give you an example, I many times before that I've done some some shoots involving uh, still involving latex, being like all dressed in head to toe latex, but with fins and with scuba gear. And then all of a sudden, when people see me, I'm wearing the same outfit. I'm wearing the same cat suit latex head to toe and people look at me and they're like james bond you're like frog woman and then all they think about it, obviously because i'm i'm you know just with like the regulator and the scuba stuff it's the same outfit but in people's minds it's it resonates completely it hits mm -hmm. a completely different set of neurons really essentially and the memories and the archetypes that this this triggers is like oh you know the spy the 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 frog woman the 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 scuba diver the mm -hmm. the, the adventure girl as opposed to the dominatrix the kinky girl the the bdsm and yet it is the same outfit so it's, it's, amazing. It's, all in, it's all in the perception. And that's why sometimes those little details make such a huge difference, such a huge impact. When we last spoke, which has been a couple of years ago now, and I still can't believe that. Yeah, it's been, what, three years? Two, two, yeah, three. but 20, uh, 2020. Yeah, it's been, yeah, yeah been 2020. Wow. Um, the thing that I remembered the most was just before we had our interview, you had posted a picture on social media of you in just regular clothes with the biggest smile on your face. And it was the first time that I know I had seen you outside of the rubber. And we discussed about the fact that everyone thinks of you as the elusive rubber creature or that rubber person. But the fact is there's a beautiful human inside of that. Yes. Well, thank, thanks for, you know, calling me a beautiful human. And, uh, and yes, you're touch, touching upon something here, which I'm, I can't say I, I have escaped the, the pigeonhole of, of latex and rubber yet. And there's, I don't think there's any way that I will ever escape. It'd be like asking Jim Carrey not to be funny in a way, you know? And yeah, he's tried to do some drama and stuff like that. And we're all like wondering when one of the jokes going to come because it's, it's this thing where you're burnt into a certain role. You're, you, you are associated with that. And that's where you shine if you pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I understand that. And it's funny you mentioned that. As I just launched a YouTube channel and I purposely wanted to do this first series without any latex, without any rubber, um, which isn't to say I'm not going to put out more videos in, in latex and in rubber. It's coming, but it was deliberate. It was a deliberate choice. It was it was a quite a challenge for me, actually, to do that because um, I knew that a lot of people would be disappointed that to be like, hey, uh, where's the, where's the latex? Where's the rubber? 
And that has been the case. And I know people have told me, well, we want to see you in rubber. But I'm like, hey, the YouTube channel is no longer about like, if you want to see me in rubber, there's like other outlets for that. Um, here, it's, it's a more educational channel now and, and, and all that stuff, which I feel um, whether I'm wearing rubber or not, it should be, should be irrelevant in terms of like the messaging. But at the same time, it is what it is. And uh, and it's this this process of sort of like decoupling myself as a as a person, as a human being, decoupling myself from that role, from that that the that role into I've kept I've I'm the one who's done this, right? I, I no one else to blame but myself. And I absolutely one hundred percent enjoyed doing this and providing this this beautiful imagery for people to enjoy. And um and I'm glad that I was able to do that. And I have plans to 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 do more of that, but I would also like to do other things that are not necessarily associated with that. So yeah, it's a it's part of a challenge. When I first saw your first video on the relaunch of the channel when you shared such amazingly vulnerable stories, which just touched my heart no end. All I could think of was this was your unmasking. This was you finally taking the mask off that did not allow us to see into your eyes or into your heart or know the genuine person that is you. And you are taking what you have learned and trying to help so many people through education and healing and this first series that you did on doing uh, the sexual shadow i watched the whole series and i was just sitting there going oh my god i understand a lot of this and yeah. it's me <laughs> uh and so as much as i enjoyed watching you do it i'm sitting there going we are thinking so much alike, the amount of shame that we have to deal with, the fact that, and we can talk about this at length, but the the video you put out on being shame-free versus shameless, two totally different things. Um, and so those videos were literally, you're coming out of your skin to be able to allow other people to see what's underneath theirs. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you see it like that, and it, it really uh, it is heartwarming to to hear you say that. And um, obviously, it is it is quite a, a a vulnerable place that I put myself in deliberately. It was part of my process of my healing process. It was part, as you say, by in a way coming out and in and putting myself out there in a way that I know I, I never have done before and they say you know if you want to if you want to get results you you've never had then you got to do things you've never done and so this is me doing something i've never done which is really um showing myself as my my authentic self beyond the kink beyond the latex beyond the rubber beyond all that that good stuff and and essentially the series of video was really not about me. I mean, it is about me, but it's about all of us. And I'm glad that you you mentioned that you recognize yourself in, in some of that. And 
And I know these are not easy topics. It's not an easy thing to approach. Uh, it, it feels almost like part of myself. I'm like, wow, I'm a bit of a party pooper here because I know that people want to go on YouTube. People have been following my channel. There was a lot of, you know, sexy stuff and, and, and fun, light, kinky stuff and all of a sudden here I am like hey guys you know we, maybe you maybe we're not doing this right or maybe this isn't the optimal way or and I had some comments like oh you know you're lecturing us and uh, another sermon and that kind of stuff and I know it can be upsetting and I've, I've seen you know some quite a bit of unfollows along with new followers and that's that's okay that's a turnover that I was prepared for and I know it's not gonna it's going to upset certain people and I'm okay with that meanwhile I, I don't I feel I don't really have a choice but to speak my truth and the things that I have experienced uh, I have to I have to share them and and yeah ultimately it's not about me it's about all of us and anyone who will you know come to me and say well I don't have any shame I'm completely you know free from any shame and I don't have any of that chances are they might be lying to themselves and 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 being completely disconnected from their emotions and i see it all the time especially within content creators and all these these people out there who are posturing on social media grandiose ideas of themselves and i know it's a facade because i've been there and i've done this and and anyone who say oh no no this is who i am this is my authentic self if that was the case they wouldn't be suffering from anxiety depression and all these these other things which most creators seem to be struggling with that's just a fact and the fact that we ignore this it's not healthy it's not healthy for us it's not healthy we're, we're doing a disservice to ourselves if we just keep putting out content pretending that everything is okay we're not serving ourselves we're not serving the highest good and we're certainly not helping others because other people the more we have a platform the more people look the more people look up to us and they try to emulate what we do and so if we don't step in step into a positive role role model situation and we're just hurting people in the long run a lot of your sexual shadow series has to do with the word shame and in my life, I have dealt with trying to figure out the difference between shame and guilt because yes. of a lot of the things that went on during my marriage and during my early years. Describe the role of shame and when you realized that this is something you just absolutely had to address on your own. Yes. Um, I'm about to put out a new series of videos so this is uh this is coming up and we're going to touch upon the uh, i'm going to talk about essentially uh the map of human consciousness uh which is uh something it's uh, taken from the works of uh dr david hawkins in his book power versus force and he has this thing it's called the map of, of human consciousness and it, it it highlights all the different emotions that we we are subjected to that we can experience going from the lowest absolutely lowest vibration the low and when i talk about vibration i talk about you know energy mm -hmm. vibration i know it sounds a bit hoo hoo a bit uh, uh mystical but ultimately uh, dr hawkins was about consciousness research and he was a psychiatrist so it was not like he was not uh, lost in a, he, he was an actual scientist but a lot of his work has been let's say, cast aside and ignored because he talks about a lot of stuff that is 
first hard to replicate in terms of, of science. And uh, it is just, it upsets the current world order, which, you know, is, uh, it can be problematic. And then when you do that, you get a lot of pushback. So uh, back to, to his work, um, he highlighted the essentially the map of, of human consciousness, which goes from the lowest vibration emotion, which is shame. And it's uh, obviously below shame, it's death. There's, there's nothing that mm. vibrates lower than that. You can't feel any worse than that. This is like the absolute lowest. If you're so ashamed of yourself, the next step, oftentimes people, people will end their lives. Like when you think about it, it's like, and then above that, you have guilt. So guilt is a higher vibration than shame because it involves other people more often than not. It is It involves more movement and emotion, more interaction. And yet these two are the absolute lowest emotions that you, you that we can experience. And then it goes on from there. You know, you have apathy, which comes above, and then we can touch upon we can touch upon anger, fear, pride, courage, love, joy, enlightenment, and so on and so forth. So exploring these emotions and understanding what we experience through the lens of his model of Doc, Dr. Hawkins model power versus force is, is going to be the, the topic of my next series of videos. And I'm very much looking forward to those because just your approach, and it's been a very quiet approach, a very kind approach. And when we talk about shame, a lot of times it is the sum of all the lack of kindness that we have received in our lives. The fact that people will not allow us to see our better selves or feel like they have to throw some sort of, and I'm going to use the word shadow, although that may not be the best word, throw something onto you to make sure that you stay down there. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, is the generational aspect of all that, which is yet another topic that I'm going to dive into in, in upcoming videos as well. So generational trauma and just overall just generational abuse, which we have to a certain extent, all, all of us have experienced it as and this has been going on for millennia. And when I talk about, you know, generational trauma uh, i don't necessarily mean it doesn't have to be uh, downright you know physical abuse and that kind of stuff because when we talk about you know trauma and that kind of stuff we tend to think of you know abusive parents and stuff like that but as toddlers as, as babies it doesn't take a lot to upset a small human being right the small baby is is defenseless and needs love needs love and care and who has received a perfect level of love and care none of us none of us we've all been raised by parents who themselves were raised by people who themselves were raised by people who themselves were raised by people who were broken broken or in poverty living in scarcity living in in as a product of wars and, and just and then we normalize and say well this is the human experience and this is what it is but when we start to think about it it doesn't have to be this way this is this is generational, and then we repeat those patterns. So there's a lot of that going on in terms of the guilt, for instance, and that's just one aspect of it, and the shame and and all these lower emotions. We're made, you know, to feel ashamed of of ourselves, 
because our parents are ashamed and, and, and of themselves because they were that's how they were raised themselves. And so this generational trauma, if I can use that term, keeps repeating itself unless we break the cycle, which is which is ultimately why we're here is to break those cycles. We 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 are in a in a beautiful time where so many of us are stepping into into our own power, into and and finding new ways of being and new ways of relating with ourselves and we with each other. And every time one of us does that, it breaks a previous pattern, a previous pattern of abuse or a previous pattern of trauma. And this is what truly like what healing is. You have been viewed by many different people in your latex self. You have been looked at and viewed by people in one, as you called it, stereotype. What is it like, and can you describe when people say, Vicky Devika, I see you? when it's not about all of the rubber, where it's actually about you? Well, it's nice. It's nice to be seen. Um, it's nice to, it's nice ultimately to connect with people, which is what I strive for. What I really want is to connect with people. And it is one of the, the most important drivers that all of us have. And, and when we start to strip down the thing that stripped down the, the conditioning and the habits and we start looking at what we do and why we do the things we do. One of the most innate motivations that we have is obviously human connection. So it is always really nice to, to feel heard. And then to, to be, it, this means the person sees you so you can see them and it means that you connect. And then that's, that's ultimately, that's what we all pursue. Even, even those of us who won't even acknowledge it to ourselves that, yeah, we want connection we want love. We want to feel this, this human connection and that's what it's all about. So it's always nice to, to feel that, uh, you know, it, it is a confirmation that I'm on the right path, essentially. Does it take courage to see oneself Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, to go back to our, our model of the, the, the human consciousness from, from Dr. Hawkins, he highlights the fact that courage is the emotion that separates the, the negative life-destroying energies versus the positive or like life-affirming emotions, if you will. So courage is like the, the swing between what's destructive and what's positive. So when we step into courage, then we start to um, we start to affirm ourselves and that's that's really the stepping so the stepping stone towards um, towards higher ex experiences, higher emotions. So it is a prerequisite. It is absolutely uh, uh, courage is, is the key. So finding finding that courage is uh, it's it's like the base. That's where that's where it all starts from. And to have the courage to undertake something like this, to be able to present your genuine self to help others see their genuine selves, that is an amazing thing. And what you have created is a community called Thrive and Grow, which is a safe space for people to be able to 
share their growth, share their stories, and understand each other better. Tell me about the genesis of this idea. Yeah, so, well, essentially, I was looking for a platform or a place where I could actually talk about the stuff that I want to talk about, which I'm just getting started with, you know, with the YouTube channel, with the book, and all the other things that are going to come uh, from that. And there's a lot of the stuff that I want to talk about that may or may not um, fit within the, the current social media platforms because of censorship, because of the fact that, you know, if you go to any comment section, whether it's on YouTube or or anywhere, really, there's a lot more people arguing and, and you know, division and, and polarization. And that seems to be just a common experience. And as soon as you start putting out ideas that are slightly different, slightly upsetting or, or challenging of, of people's preconceived understanding of the world, then it attracts that that everybody has an opinion right and they all want to like come in and say hey this is this is how it's going to be so i wanted to create a safe space where i would have a sense of like a, a buffer from that and a sense of i mean a sense of control over it of, of what can be said and 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 a place that is not just run by big tech you know that is not uh, meta and google and that kind of stuff and it's just so much going on in the in the social media landscape, with you know, with Twitter acquisition and all that. And, and it's just, and I it felt like FetLife was an alternative, but it was not the right place because then people go on FetLife, it, it's 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 a kinky site, and it's like I, I don't want the discussions to veer towards. I don't want to be once again the party pooper here, you know, the the hey, you know, this is the the serious uh, information and. And there's a time and place for everything. And so I wanted to create my own community. That's the reason why I, I came up with thriveandgrow.com. Um, and it, the the community is just launching, really. We're, we're building and it's it's exciting to see all these new members coming coming in and and introducing themselves. And uh, and I'm, I'm slowly, you know, populating the site, adding new information. It will be tutorials, meditations, and tricks and tips and all and all that stuff. Um, and it's for kinksters, bikingsters. So it is, it is, you know, a, a sex positive uh, space for for alternative adult communities, essentially, of all so, types. So yes. if Fet Life is the party, you are the local coffee shop where people can talk. Well, where do you go for for aftercare? You know, or like if you or like, there's a lot of talk of like aftercare, but aftercare is a formality. You know, when we talk a lot about, oh, the, the need for aftercare, but why do we need aftercare? Nobody asked why. You know, like everybody knows we got to do aftercare, but aftercare what? You know, why is it that it's so taxing? Those are like, you know, those are valid questions. Why is it that, oh, you know, such a heavy scene can be, you know, very taxing? You, you need aftercare. It's like, well, the when I do something that feels really good, usually I don't need to, I don't need to care for myself afterwards. I'm I'm floating from that, and that's good. So why why is there this this discrepancy, for instance? So that space serves as a sort of a place for aftercare and the more uncomfortable discussions, and for people who really want to to go beyond the the day to day uh, kink life, you know, and say like, okay, I have. I want to dive into into this deeper. I want to make some some changes, or, or I want to grow further, or you know, we all have different motivations. A lot of us, and my understanding is that a lot of us in in the community, are just not super happy or fulfilled. We might pretend that we are, but 
a lot of us are, are you know, lacking at one place. And we tend to look outside of ourselves for, for to feel that the what's lacking, what we feel is missing. So that's the purpose in a way of, of this community. And it's to serve as a as a hub for, for information exchange as well. And it's free, which it's is free. something amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's free and it's all it's a community, it's like a it's like a social network. It's a bit of a mix between uh Facebook. Twitter and Instagram, like in terms of like the platform, it's got groups, spaces it's called, and it's kind of like Facebook groups and people can go in there. And there's a there's a group about uh, kinky healing, for instance, so we're talking about these, these aspects of like healing ourselves from toxicity and kink and stuff like that. But there's also a group about uh, a space about, um, for instance, uh, like sacred sexuality and Tantra, for instance. So anyone who's interested in the more spiritual aspects of, of sacred sex and that kind of stuff there's a space for that there's a den the sex workers den so for anyone who's in the space and as a content creator as a provider that kind of stuff so we can hopefully find each other find support talk about you know the difference between for instance self-care and self-indulgence and things like that and where do we draw the line and what's healthy for us and what's worked for for us and hoping to help others uh in the process so that's that's the purpose of, of the site, thrivinggrow.com. We're going to talk a little bit more about that wonderful community, as well as take on something pretty personal when we return on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, joined by Vicki Davika, and we are presented by Dating Geeky. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years. Indeed. And it's got chapters like communication, power exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife, the Practical Contract Guide, Relationship short Shorthand, as well as other tools and experiences we've had over the years. Check it out at eroticawakening.com slash hearts and collars. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Have you ever dreamed of a house that is kink-friendly in every room? Have you ever wanted a getaway where your every desire is contained within steps? In Cincinnati, Ohio, the Wanton Sinners B&B is now open. Two kink-equipped bedrooms, a fully equipped basement dungeon, and a living room with cages and restraint points throughout. And you can leave your toy bag at home because every space comes with plenty of toys and restraints. Visit Wanton Sinners on FET and follow the links to the Airbnb and Verbo listings. The Wanton Center's B&B in Cincinnati, where your dreams have a home. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. 
That's venusconnections.com. Hi there, I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky, a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and their guest on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program, everyone. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. Happy to be joined by Vicki Davika, back home in Canada. Is it yeah. nice to be back home? It is nice to be back home, actually. It's uh, it's been it's been quite a beautiful uh, beautiful winter, actually. So yeah, it's nice to be to be back and uh, cocooning for the winter. But uh, <laughs> looking forward to the summer. It's going to be awesome. You are in the process of writing a book that will be coming out very soon, Toxic Kink versus Healthy Play. Yes. We can talk all we want to about the bad stuff, but in order to really understand it, you have to talk about the good stuff too. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's really important to understand the, the, the duality in everything in a way and, and how we can raise above duality the 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 good and the bad or the 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 pretty and the ugly the the positive the negative the neutral the proton the electron the sun and the moon the yin the yang you know we can go on <laughs> like that but uh, it is a it is a, i guess you could say it is basic building block of of the universe and it's also a function of the mind we split things in good or bad and 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 positive, negative kind of thing. So it was really important for me to find a way to acknowledge the two sides, if you will, because it is it is part of the full experience. And anyone who has been uh, involved in, in kink, fetishism, um, has probably experienced a little bit of both sides. Uh, more often than not, more the, of the negative side, especially those of us who are isolated, who are... Um, blacking in community or just getting started oftentimes we carry a lot of of shame and guilt and and that kind of stuff as we we talked about and i remember when i was a when i was a teen when i was a kid i thought i was the only one with my kinks with my fetishes i didn't even know what a fetish was i like you know we're talking this was back in the 90s so that's pre-internet and yeah i didn't even know that there were other people like me. So there was a certain level of isolation, a certain level of, of thinking, wow, okay, this is just me. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, something must be wrong with me. And then I found online communities and people that I, I realized, well, it's not just me, then it's a thing. Oh, it's called a fetish. Oh, oh, there is this. And so there was a process of discovery. Now I understand it nowadays. It's a little bit different. The kids coming into these, these realizations into these things today, thanks to the internet, thanks to community and, and just overall like sexual education and that kind of stuff, don't feel as, as isolated, but I still can't help but notice that a lot of people are still feeling alone, isolated, despite the fact that we have all these, these tools for communication and stuff like that. And oftentimes, this can lead to to toxic patterns, and it's not the problem. Is not kink. Uh, the problem is not. Uh, it, it's not. A, I'm not bashing on kink and uh, something that you know, I want. I want to be really clear. It's, it's it's very sex positive and very positive. 
but it's the acknowledgement that some of us, so many of us, carry a lot of negative patterns and destructive patterns around our, our kink and our kinks and, and fetishism in general. And I've I've dubbed the term toxic kink to to describe this this pervasive sort of like negative destructive dynamic, which can take so many different forms. And it is a fascinating topic. I am very much looking forward to seeing how the book comes out. And uh, we're more than happy to help you publicize it here on the show, as you know, because we love helping our friends. So many different things uh, that you're doing. Uh, you're also involved in coaching services, which a lot of people can really use that one-to-one -one attention how joyous is it to just feel like you're making a difference in the people's lives? Yeah, I have to say this the this was of all the things that I, I have been rolling out all these different things all at once. It's like a big, it's like a big machine, a big educational machine that I've been working on. And I was like, okay, there's the YouTube channel, there's the book, there's the community, there's gonna be the coaching, all these different parts that had to work together. And the big surprise to me or the big reward, if you will, was the coaching. And I was like, I was not expecting to feel such such joy really at, at seeing the change and the benefits and in, in, in the people that I'm helping that I'm coaching and the the transformation and the it's just such a beautiful thing to see the difference that that this kind of connection this kind of insight can make in these people's lives and I am not claiming I'm I'm not I'm not the one making the changes. I'm I'm not fixing anyone. I'm just helping people step into themselves and find their own their own way. I'm just a facilitator. I'm just the 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 catalyst. And to see it happen in in real time really and it's like, you know, I just had a session and then it's like we were connecting on 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 WhatsApp after the session and I stay in touch and they're like, oh, I just had this this epiphany. I just had this realization. And it's like just I'm just cheering for 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 the students to be like, yes, you know, this is amazing to see them uh start to thrive in a way and and just tear down the blockages and the 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 unconscious obstacles that so many of us carry. Vicky we met a few years ago online. We've yet to meet each other in person, which I yeah. hope we will be able to do that soon. And the sheer transformation I have seen in you in those three years is remarkable. I remember your old YouTube channel where you were telling everyone, I want to make you your best shiny self. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and the interesting part is you're still trying to do that, except you're trying to find the people's shine from inside their heart rather than the outside of their latex. Well, yeah, ultimately, you know, I, I, I could cut it down to just want to help them be their, their best selves. And, and that may or may not be shiny. You know, if you like your rubber mat, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> or, or, you know, if, and ultimately maybe some of us are not into latex and rubber and then I, I want to get beyond that. And I don't want us to, to feel any of us to feel that our, our best self is tied to outside factors like that. Cause you know, what about the person who can't afford to get a cat suit, to get a, a latex cat suit, or because I, I understand that this the, this whole idea of you know putting 
the gear for a very gear centric approach, which was a lot of what I was doing, a lot of what I had been doing in a way is encouraging a lot of consumption and a lot of like pursuing things outside of herself in order to fill those needs and those those challenges and those things that we want to change about ourselves and and that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's not necessarily the uh the healthiest pet either you know what i mean uh and the fact that ultimately you know we all come into this world as our as naked babies and we all leave this world as you know naked human beings and it's like you can't take the suits with you and uh we're just uh, this is deep stuff but ultimately you know we're just human beings and and when we learn to not uh look outside of us and just to, you know try to solve our problems through more gear more more clothes more of this more of that and then it becomes a lot easier to find what we're looking for and then interestingly enough, by doing that, we find a lot more enjoyment in the things that we do and what, what little stuff or what or whether it's a little bit of stuff or a lot of stuff that we own, all of a sudden we start to find enjoyment in it a lot more. So, yeah. I just love the way you're shining now. <laughs> Vicky, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on vickydevika.com. V-I-C-K-Y-D-E-V-I-K-A.com is probably the best place to find everything involving you. Yeah, that's the main portal. From there, you can access the the, the book, which is at toxickink.com. But, you know, the main the main website will take you there as well. There's a link to thriveandgrow.com, the community. There's also a link to the coaching stuff and the, obviously the YouTube channel and all the social social media. I'm quite active on Twitter, Facebook, and, uh, and FedLife. So, yeah, that's the best way for sure. Well, we will continue to watch you thrive and grow as this project goes on. And I am so happy to have been able to visit with you today. It is great seeing you once again. Uh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for, for having me today. It was uh, it was amazing. It was uh, always, it's, it's so good to reconnect and, and to, to do this. Thank you so much. It was so great visiting with Vicki once again. I have been one of her biggest cheerleaders for so long. I'm really proud of her taking on this project, which is so important to kinksters both in the industry and outside of the industry. You can learn so much. Go to Thrive, the letter N, Grow, thriveandgrow.com, and you can learn a lot more about this wonderful community of a private, sex-positive, safe online space for kinksters to heal, grow, and thrive together. And of course, we're looking forward to her upcoming book, Toxic Kink and Healthy Play. We will definitely be visiting with Vicki DeVico once again as her progress continues. Here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Presented by Dating Kinky. It's the Latina Femme Fatale, facilitator of fuckery, BDSM educator and presenter who's corrupting the world one vanilla at a time. It is Master Lola Smiles next time on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. A new edition of the show premieres next Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Once again, thank you to Vicki DeVica for joining us on this program. If you have an opportunity, drop by Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a rating and review. We really appreciate the feedback that we get from you, our wonderful listeners. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time, and I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast, and now... Select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.